and welcome to the podcast Euthanasia Pro and Con. My name is James Russell. Our guest today is Ted Leck. He's the pastor at the Church in the City, an urban-based church located in Toronto. Ted has been married for 24 years. He has three daughters. He has been a pastor for the last 23 years. Ted grew up in Sudbury, Ontario. Ted, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Uh, It's great to be here. Ted, before we started recording, you mentioned uh, something about the dignity of life. Could you expand a little bit about what you meant? Yeah. Well, I mean, our charter protects uh, all of us to have the right to life. Um, so, uh, and I think on a uh, on a greater stand too that um, we, um, when I understand some of the things I read in Scripture, that God saw us when we were being formed, and that uh, uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says that He's ordained each one of our days, and I think as much as uh, life is a right, it's also a gift to us. And, um, and so, the, you know, the question that comes in my, uh, in my mind is, is when does, that, when does that right to life and that gift to life start and when does it end? Especially if, from a faith perspective, that, um, that God has ordained all our days. Uh, so the dignity of life is, is, as much as it's a right, it's a gift. Does assisted dying impact the dignity of life? Well, first of all, I think that this, this is a really sensitive topic, and and uh, and I think that it's really important to um, uh, approach this topic as a dialogue and to uh, approach it with great compassion. Uh, I'm not dying, so uh, I'm not an expert on this, and I can't I can't speak from uh, the perspective of someone who uh, might have had feelings beforehand, but then is struggling in great suffering. So. So I think we need to have a lot of compassion when we walk through this uh, this topic. Um, in saying that, um, can uh, can assisted dying impact our dignity? Uh, um, well, if the definition of dignity is is a, is a, a gift and a, a right to life, um, then it's then then yes, it could because um, your dignity of life, even though suffering impacts maybe physically or mentally, um, you still have that gift of life, that right of life. And it's, and to, to shorten that can shorten the dignity, I I suppose. Who should be allowed in your mind to terminate a life? Was, I mean, and that's the big question is, is, um, who who can shorten a life? And um, you know, I have um, I, I have a friend who's quadriplegic, quadriplegic, and she often uh, talks to me about how um, uh, how lots of people have a lot of thoughts of what she would like, uh, and and other people who have either an acquired injury or were born with uh, with disabilities and. And uh, and so sometimes doctors and and physiotherapists, and as she would say, and and other people who are able-bodied, um, that they think they know what someone who has a life of suffering what they want and what they need, 
Um, and uh, she often say that sometimes that they're the last to be asked. And so, um, uh, so uh, uh, when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to who has that right, um, it's, it's just it's such a, a, a tricky question. Um, I think there's a lot of mediating uh, factors that can can impact on who should have that right. Obviously, the person who's dying uh, should have the right to to that would be the argument to have the right to make that decision. But I think of of things like um, if someone's misdiagnosed, if um, uh, if someone's in uh, a, a state of deep depression or uh, of a mental illness in a particular time in their life. Um, Joni Erickson is, um, was a teenager who went to a swimming party. She dove into a lake, and where she dove happened to be uh, shallow water, and she broke her, her neck. And she wrote a, um, a letter to an editor. She dictated it to somebody, and uh, I think believe it was in the Chicago Tribune, and it said, uh, um, I want to die, but I can't, I, I can't kill myself because I can't control any of my body. And in, in, in those first number of months that she had her injury, um, she very much wanted to die. Um, but she, she didn't, and she went through rehab, and she's still quadriplegic today, but she's become a renowned artist. Uh, she's a, a huge advocate for people with, um, uh, with physical struggles and disabilities, especially in, uh, in the States. And uh, she's married now and I believe has a couple of kids. And her life is in a completely different spot than where it was after her injury. So if she even had the right to choose when, when she was in a, a bad state, she likely would have made a bad decision. And we would likely would have lost somebody who has become a, a huge advocate and a, and a huge asset to society. Um, so, uh, so there's so many mediating factors that could impact uh, that decision. And, and uh, uh, I think of um, every Saturday night we do a dinner for the community uh, up here in Regent Park in, in Toronto. And uh, a number of people that come have some, some uh, struggles uh, with mental illness. Um, there's uh, a large, significant portion of our, our, our group that comes that are um, find themselves in severe or significant poverty and um, and so you know somebody else might look at someone who is struggling with mental illness or who lives on the street and say well you know it's we're we're doing a favor for them we're putting them out of their their misery but uh, those people have dreams and 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 family and uh uh and enjoy different moments in life like everyone else and and i think um we have to be careful to make giving the giving people the power to make rights to take someone's life away when they're in a point of, of, of struggling physically or mentally. Is, is suffering by nature a bad thing in your mind? Well, I, you know, for me, I, I mean, I don't want to suffer. Um, and, um, you know, I, I've, I have friends that didn't grow up in the Western Hemisphere, and they, 
have a very different approach to suffering. That suffering is a part of life, and it's and it develops certain things in in us. Um, there's a verse in the Bible uh, where um, the writer said it was good for me to be afflicted, and and talking about how it brought them from one place to a to a new place and new understanding. Um, I think in Western Hemisphere we we struggle with suffering. We we uh, if you were to look in in my uh, cabinet, my uh, pill cabinet at home, I've got tons of painkillers, and uh, and that's where we see, seem to uh, to be in in uh, North America. But um, suffering ha- has really good points. We know this, the, the suffer as an athlete makes you a better athlete if you struggle th- struggle through things. And from my own perspective, I watched how uh, my dad died of cancer about seven years ago. And uh, and uh, he was diagnosed in June and he died Labor Day weekend. And I watched the progression of, of sickness and suffering quickly take his life. But I also saw in that suffering, in, in those times where he lost his, his physical abilities and started to get a little bit fogged in his mental ability near the very end. Um, but I watched my dad really make a lot of really right decisions in that time and uh, um, had corrected some wrong relationships that he um, that he had in his life and uh, my dad became very uh, very gentle and uh, and there were some really great moments with extended family with uh, with my dad as he's going through that suffering uh, and we had the privilege of walking with him through that um, I'm not sure I would want to have ended that early, um, and uh, and I and, and again, uh, it's a it's a challenging thing. But I think suffering uh, can breed some really great things for us. Uh, again, I say that I'm not someone who's dying, and I'm not someone who's going through great pain every single day, and so I say that with compassion and with um, trying to seek understanding of somebody that is going through that, but. Um, uh, but I think suffering uh, has a lot to offer us, and um, uh, both the person that's suffering and those around the person that's suffering. Ted, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast, and 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 we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thanks, James. I I just want to say it's been a privilege to get to know you a little bit, and uh, thank you for uh, uh, allowing me to be a part of the dialogue. Because uh, I think dialogue's so much better than debate on this topic. So thank you. I agree. Thank you, Ted. You have been listening to the podcast Euthanasia Pro and Con. And our guest today was Ted Leck, pastor at the Church in the City, an urban based church located in Toronto, Canada. The weekly episodes of this podcast will alternate between the for and the against sides of the issue. My purpose is to provide you my listener, with all the information necessary for you to form your own position on euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide, or possibly even change your previously held position. Please subscribe to this podcast. And for information about past and future episodes, go to our website, www.euthanasiaproandcon, all one word, no spaces, dot com. And please tell your friends about this podcast. Finally, 
Euthanasia Pro and Con is dedicated to my friend Jacobo Louis Fuchs and dedicated to his son, Carlos Fox. Thanks for listening and hope to have you back next week. Peace. Thank you.